Today in the Attorney Career Advice Podcast with Harrison Barnes. Law firms are all, they're many cultures. That They all have different types of cultures and things that make them unique. And you need to understand that every law firm is a business and the success of every law firm depends on everyone and working very hard and generating money. So when I was in Detroit, there was always, uh, that's where clerk and, and where I'm from, there were, there's several firms there, but the hardest working one was always a firm called Hahnemann Miller. And it was the best firm. And it was also the one where the attorneys worked the hardest and they were very proud and they almost modeled themselves as a New York law firm because they worked so hard. And, and by far, they were considered the best firm in Detroit. Even in smaller markets, the ones with the best reputations are almost often the ones who work the hardest. And attorneys who work the hardest generally win the most, whether it's getting the best end of a transaction or winning a litigation case. And just think about it from your standpoint. If you were a, a client, you want people willing to willing and able to fight for them and not those who are running away from the fight. Just think about your position. If you were if you were accused of murder, would you hire a, a lifestyle murder attorney that was just thinking, this is all casual. I'll give you time when I when I feel like it. I'm going to spend the weekend with my family, even though you have a trial coming up. This is how people expect. This is what a lifestyle firm represents to a lot of people. And it just doesn't work. There's an interesting story about John Quinn, who founded Quinn Emanuel. And, and this is a guy that basically, not single-handedly, because he had a lot of people helping him, but he had a vision. And, and, he, and a lot of that vision, was he was able to give to make other people believe in. But the big thing that he did is he used to, when he would meet clients, he would tell them and he would mean it. And he actually, he wasn't making it up. He would say, if you hire me, I will eat, drink and sleep this case, which is absolutely true. And so he would think about it and he would, and this is the kind of meaning I'm thinking about this when I'm going to bed. I'm thinking about it when I'm sleeping. I'm thinking about it when I'm having lunch. And, and this is what attorneys want. This is what clients want. And it's what you want and would want if you wanted an attorney. And so this is one of the other reasons about lifestyle firms. And then even if there was a true lifestyle firm, and there are, you need to understand that every law firm is a business. And law firms distribute money, their staff, based on how many hours people work and how productive the people are that work there. And that's just how it works. And every law firm needs to pay for office space. They need to pay for salaries. They need to do an excellent job and they need to get more and more business. And they win cases by being more intelligent and working harder than the competition. And, and most transactions and litigation related cases have enough depth to them that the attorneys that are getting the best results are the ones who are looking um, most deeply into the issues. And, and so what does that mean? What is, and I'll just, I want to talk about this room briefly because I think it's quite interesting. When I was a, I don't know, maybe a third year attorney, I was working for an attorney that had never lost a case and which is very interesting and because he was not, he didn't do a lot of trials. He didn't, he never actually lost a case. And what had happened with him and what I learned from him is I was working on a this case where anyway, I was working, I would work on matters with him and he would have me go and just research them and build hundreds of hours or you know, writing memos about just these little topics like what was what is the legislative history of this law? What did people say? And and it would he would always after pushing and asking more and more questions, he would always come up with something that was a hook that would make his client win. And it was fascinating. And uh, and I saw that with another very well-known attorney I worked with. And he did the same thing. Like one time he told me, this is the issue 
And I want you to spend the entire weekend thinking about it and letting me know what you think the solutions are. And it wasn't about the law. It wasn't about anything. It was just taking the weekend to think about an issue and really thinking about it and diagramming and everything. And, and I did, and, and I didn't come up with a solution. And then there was a brilliant partner from uh, that to come over to, I think it was Quinn to, from Gibson Dunn, very smart guy. He was probably at that point in his early seventies. And he took a look at everything that I diagrammed or wrote. And, uh, and again, I wasn't, was able to come up with a solution that ended up saving the client, I think $80 million or something. It was about a satellite. And so it was very interesting. So you, when you look at stuff deeply enough and you work hard, and in this case, they just had me think about a matter basically for the weekend that I knew nothing about. What are the different ways then they were able to, someone that was very smart was able to use the thoughts that I'd put together for them to solve something. And if you're overly concerned with your lifestyle, you can't look deeply into issues. And looking deeply into issues is, and meaning uh, is really where the results are when you're an attorney. And if you're a good attorney, you generally care very much about the work that you're doing and that you want to do a good job. And and for businesses to survive, they need to provide very good service and do very good work. And that's the way it is with attorneys as well. And you, you need to be able to do good work. And the businesses that rely on that attorneys also need to be do good work. Again, practicing law is very similar to being a combat soldier because if you're going to consistently win and survive and get more business, you need to be committed. And the success of every law firm depends on everyone and working very hard and generating money. And it's almost impossible to sustain a business by having the idea of like lifestyle comes first and all that. Just it's very difficult for that to happen in a law firm. And if there's no competition, the business may last, but we'll never survive with competition in the market. It's just how it is. You can't come up with a lifestyle firm and just you know, because the market's competitive. And I just, when you give up practicing law in a firm, you generally do so because you decided you want to reject this kind of way of life and you don't want any part in it anymore and you don't want to be committed and so in the absence of a commitment you leave and it's fine and the practice of law does require dedication in any law firm regardless of whether it calls itself a lifestyle firm or not it does require total commitment and as an attorney you're hired to protect and fight for other people and and soldiers and warriors you need to be faced with your face with hostile opponents and and you're just you really if you're a good attorney you're not you're no longer part of the ordinary world you're like just as a soldier being shot at is not part of the normal world either. It's a soldier tasked with defending someone's life or city or a country and can't take their job in a lackadaisical and lifestyle manner. Otherwise, they're going to lose and an attorney and a law firm either. The important thing for you to understand is there's really no such thing as a lifestyle firm. And, and there's also, by the way, there's nothing wrong with deciding that you don't want to be part of this warrior type of profession, at least in a law firm. It's not... For everyone and uh, you in, in a law firm if you're going to survive or if your law firm is going to survive it's going to need to be very hard working and um and it's a very difficult lifestyle i don't i'm not defending how good it is i'm not i'm not defending it because i do think there definitely are some drawbacks to it and and i do i have seen a lot of attorneys quit and i think that for a lot of people that does make sense and just step into something less demanding because you, when you're quitting the practice of law or a law firm or trying to find a lifestyle firm, really what you're doing is you're rejecting a way of life. And, and you, you may be rejecting that way of life because in your view, that's going to make you psychologically more healthy than when the world around you appears to have gone insane. And, and what I mean by that is that if you don't 
buy into this and, and you don't have to, then it may make sense for you to do something else or to go in house. It's not, or to find a firm that maybe isn't as competitive and isn't as concerned with winning. It's just very difficult for law firms like that to survive the long run. Okay, well, I will take a quick break and then I'll be back in just one or two minutes. And then when I come back, I'll take questions. So uh, thanks. Okay, so the first question is, are there more advantages for corporate lawyers and for litigation lawyers in terms of lifestyle? Yeah, I think so. There's so in corporate law, there's a couple of different types of corporate attorneys, but there's people that are what are called corporate generalists. And so a corporate generalist is someone that just does a bunch of different types of corporate related work. A lot of that is related to just keeping companies operational and not major M&A and securities and things along those lines. So yeah, I think that you can definitely many times find uh, a lot of corporate law firms that are law f- corporate departments that are more kind of lifestyle type related firms, more lifestyle related. That doesn't mean that you have to work, don't have to work long hours when you're in corporate firms, but but at the same time, uh, you, you may. The way corporate works is so in major cities, major markets, corporate tends to be very specialized. And so people do one aspect of corporate. And then when you get into mid-sized to smaller markets, then most corporate attorneys, I would say generalist. And so they work on a lot of different types of things. Do you want to grow your legal career? A lateral move might be the right choice to get you on track for your career goals. Working with a legal placement firm like BCG Attorney Search can open doors for you and help you live the life you dream of. If you're looking for a new legal job, send us your resume so we can help. Visit www.bcgsearch.com and click on Submit Resume to be paired with one of our legal placement professionals who will work tirelessly on your behalf to get you your dream legal job. Submit your resume to www.bcgsearch.com to get started today. I did want to bring something up that I think is interesting. When I was, I used to know a corporate attorney pretty well, and but I'm talking about a specific corporate attorney that I knew. And and he was at a, I would say, a, like a kind of a, a firm that had traditionally been a, a insurance type firm and then had opened a corporate practice. And, and he'd been at a kind of a large firm and then moved over to this firm. And when he got there, he couldn't believe, and this firm he went to was more of a lifestyle type firm in a lot of respects. It was in a, in a suburb outside of Los Angeles. And, and he said something I thought was very interesting. He said that you know, when he got there, he saw that all the corporate attorneys were living this whole lifestyle thing and the getting just completely uh, screwing their clients up. They were selling businesses for a lot less than they were worth. They were making mistakes and things. And so that depending on how good the corporate attorney is, a lot of times you do need to get pretty deep into transactions and understand them to do well. But in that example, there was some danger, I think, a lot of times to the to, to that. And I think I don't think these attorneys knew how badly they were doing. Okay. What companies would be considered lifestyle firms? Can you share some law firms? I don't want to name names, but a lifestyle firm is typically going to be would be a law firm that will do things like they'll say our turn none of our attorneys bill over eighteen hundred hours. They will often allow these days a lot of them would be allow you to work remotely. That's of course a given in a lot of firms, but remote work, I would say anything that's related to less FaceTime, a few hours would be a law firm that would be considered a lifestyle. Many times, most of the time, and a lot of times they're going to be made up of, if you're coming from like a major law firm, uh, then a lot of times the way people will end up, at these firms that call themselves lifestyle firms is they'll be made up of other people from big law firms or good law schools and, and that sort of thing. That's typically 
the easiest way to identify. Yeah, so there are a lot of advantages to being part of a lifestyle firm. The advantages are often that culture is less competitive. Emphasis is not on money. It is less on money and more on the culture may be such that it's not tolerating tolerate people that are super competitive, but still wants to win or wants to do good work. So these are some of the advantages. One of the things that's interesting about law firms, and I think that this is actually a very important point, is law firms are all, there are many cultures. that They all have different types of cultures and things that make them unique and that are important for them as businesses. And some law firms can actually maintain that very well. They can maintain a, a culture of being a lifestyle firm. And, but the problem is as they grow, they will often, if they grow, then they often become much less lifestyle firm. So that's one of the, the issues. But I think, yes, there are advantages of being part of a lifestyle firm. People are often uh, much happier there at a lifestyle firm. But just very, it's very difficult for those firms to survive because, and for them to maintain lifestyle firms. Because when it comes down to it, what happens is in every firm is the people that build the most hours and have the most clients are the ones that do the best. And the people with the most clients are always going to have the best people working on their matters and the most dedicated people. So if you were, and just put yourself in the shoes of a partner, for example, uh, if you were a partner in a law firm, one of the benefits of the services that law firms provide to partners is they provide, they hire associates and they, and so forth for them. And so if you were a partner in a law firm and um, that law firm is hiring associates that are only there because it's a lifestyle place and you have all these clients that are trying to get work done and want good work done, but your associates are all there just because it's a lifestyle firm, that's going to make it difficult for you to, to, to service them the way they want to be serviced. And so you're likely to take your business elsewhere. So this is one of the problems of lifestyle firms is that unless everyone buys into it and is happy, then it's not going to work. What qualities do lifestyle firms seek in a lawyer? Lifestyle firms are typically used, I would say that what they're looking for are attorneys that they they want the best attorneys they can get. And and so typically the way they'll do that, they'll hire people that normally wouldn't go to work at a firm that size or that pays what they pay, but they'll induce them with the idea that it's a lifestyle firm. So they're looking for the same thing everyone else is, which is law schools and coming from good firms and and that sort of thing. But it's pretty funny. Like when you, I like talk to people in admissions and then large firms and law school admissions and large firms all the time. And they're all, it's funny when you talk to a lot, when you talk to law schools, they all have this, they're all looking for people with a certain LSAT or grade point average. I was at a meeting with admissions people like not too long ago and they were saying there's, it was interesting how law schools work that the people with the top grades and the top LSAT scores, typically people only have one or the other. And so they're really admitting two classes or many one for LSATs or many, this is even the top 10 law schools. There are many one for grades. And then when you get into the best schools and a lot of like top one or two or three schools, a lot of times they're, they're doing both, but most of them are, there's almost two separate classes and they're all looking for the same person. And, and it's the same thing with law firms. There are the best law firms, the same background types of stuff with people and, and the best boutiques are looking for the same thing as well. So um, they just want the best attorneys they can get. And that's often the law firm you're coming from and your experience and so forth. And then many times your law school, not always your law school. Let's get our lifestyle. This is a good question. Are lifestyle firms more beneficial for attorneys in terms of quality of life compared to law firms? 
compared to traditional law firms? So I think that the answer to that is yes. I think that law firms, lifestyle law firms are a lot of times more beneficial. And I think that people are often much happier in them. One thing I do notice is that in smaller markets, I think that there's a lot less turnover in attorneys compared to large markets. And in smaller markets where people, where the hours aren't as bad and where people aren't working as hard and so forth, I think that there's a lot less turnover. And I think that people tend to be happier in the long run and able to maintain a normal life. I think when you get into these large industrial law firms, which essentially are responding to the needs of large companies, then things are a little bit different. But I think that there, there are lifestyle firms. Most of the time, they're going to be outside of... They, they are in major markets as well. But but a lot of, when you get outside of major markets, I would say that a lot of the firms are lifestyle firms compared to, to, to major markets. And I think that they're, they can be more beneficial. When people practice the stresses and the unpleasantness of practicing law in a lot of big cities is just related to the pressures and the need to provide a certain quality of service in a market where there's a lot of competition. So that's just how it works. And there's nothing, again, there's nothing wrong with that. But in smaller markets, it's just not the same. And the competition isn't the same. And many times that you're going to have a much better life. I think that when you look at all the turnover that happens in law firms, there's much less in smaller markets. Many times, uh, even bigger firms in smaller markets. And I think a lot of that is just because the firms tend to be less lifestyle firms or more lifestyle firms. Um, so we'd love to hear you define a lifestyle firm. So far, it seems to equal firms run by lazy people who don't care about their clients. No, I don't think that's true, but okay, I would agree just from having a hard time staying in business. No, I don't think that lifestyle firm is necessarily run by lazy people, but I do think that there are some firms where that where the lifestyle is a priority and where where people put their needs above necessarily those of the client. And that's fine. There's again, I'm not judging that one way or another. I'm thinking of an example of a this is a lifestyle firm in LA that went out of business. There was a the firm had a big trial coming up and three or four people on the trial team. Then one of the attorneys on the trial team was a was the partner who's actually case it was. And there were other partners on the case too. It was another partner, and I was I knew the other partner that was on the case. And the partner that brought in the case, there was a trial that was starting on Monday, and they still had a bunch of things to do to prepare for the trial. And he said, you guys are going to take care of it because I, I just refuse to work weekends and I just won't do it. And that doesn't mean that he's lazy. It's just that those are his objectives. That's what he stands for. And that's fine. Or what he stood for. But that firm, of course, didn't stay in business. So I don't think people that run lifestyle firms are necessarily lazy. I would say that the majority of firms in small to mid-sized markets of fewer than 30 or 40 people are going to be lifestyle firms. There's just They're all because the work is just not going to be extremely demanding. They may not even have enough work to keep you that busy, but that's just going to mean less compensation as well. I don't think it's that they don't care. I, don't, I wouldn't say that a lifestyle firm is something that doesn't care about a clients. I think a lifestyle firm is often a firm that may not just have a ton of work and they don't have a ton of work either because it's not available or just because not a lot of as much work. When you go into markets outside of major cities, most there's just in say you're a firm like in a small town in Pennsylvania, not a small town, but a town of maybe 25,000 people in Pennsylvania. You're working for a local hospital, some auto dealerships, a couple, maybe a company that manufactures motorcycle parts. So those types of law firms are not going to necessarily require you to work crazy hours. They're going to be, they're going to be what I would term sort of lifestyle firm. But 
doesn't mean they're bad. It doesn't mean the people that are lazy. It just means that they're just the, the type of work that they have is not there. So the drawback of working in a firm like that is that if you do go to work in a firm like that, you're not going to have as much, you're not going to be able to make as much money and as much long-term opportunity. But that's really the way uh, that works. What is the difference in compensation between the lifestyle firms and traditional law firms? So yeah, so the difference can be dramatic. It can be very dramatic. A lifestyle firm, if it's a real lifestyle firm, it can be, you can make 30 to 100% less or 30% to 50% less, meaning you can, you can make a lot less money. You give up a lot going to a lot of lifestyle firms when they're traditional law firms because you're joining a group of people that have essentially said, we're not going to work as hard or we don't have enough work to work as hard. So I would say that if you're when you're talking about lifestyle firms, I think the last question was very good because you were talking about use the firms are run by lazy people. And I don't think that's true. I think that a lot of firms are just lifestyle firms because they may not have enough work or that the type of work that they do is not important enough that the, that it's time sensitive and requires a lot of so that that's and that's fine there's nothing wrong with that but the compensation for going to one of these firms is always a lot less and that's one reason why a lot of the hungriest law school graduates and some of the biggest schools and things will often go to much smaller are we'll, we'll go to firms that are that i would consider lifestyle firms or no, i mean in big cities not lifestyle firms Okay, thank you for all the questions. I apologize for being sick today, but this was an interesting webinar, and uh, I will be back next week and look for some more questions. That's all the time we have for this edition of the show. If you're an attorney looking for a change, head on to bcgsearch.com.